You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com, and we're talking about how to sustain those really long conversations with girls. So the girls that you're talking to, that you're approaching, that you're on dates with, this is not for online dating. This is not for digital communication like texting, DMing, private messaging on Facebook. So if that's what you're looking for, that's not what this episode is about. But I don't want you to get upset here where if you are one of those people who thought, oh, I thought this was going to be about how to get those conversations going really long on text messaging. Well, I'm glad you're here because you should be learning really one of the bigger lessons of dating, especially in 2024, which is you need to be meeting women and getting them in person and not having long conversations over texting. Okay, that's that's the whole thing here with building a connection. You can't build a really powerful and strong connection if it's just over text messages. Okay, so that's why this is not about that, nor will I ever put out any kind of content about how to sustain long conversations or conversations in general over text messaging. I know that people can still do it and still be able to get results. I know that people, you know, might text a girl and, and, you know, seemingly it goes well, but there is a risk involved. The more you text, the more room there is for error because you might say something that who knows might turn her off. You got to remember people are reading text messages, DMs, PMs, in their own voice. I even still to this day, whenever I'm texting friends or family or even Megan, you know, might say something and it comes off wrong just because that's what texting is and you can't get away from that. Okay. So just a little disclaimer, this is not going to be about digital conversations. However, it will be about the conversations you have when you're in person to make that connection. We do also help with this. Over at our Trip Advice Accelerator program, we help you with being able to create the habit of knowing how to implement the practice of practicing long conversations while also getting better and then leading you to the point where you are then having those long conversations with women. Because some guys right now who are going out there who are dating, online dating, approaching, aren't getting those opportunities. So we do help with that. Okay. One of our clients recently is someone who actually came in and wanted to get their ex back. And then once they wanted to do that, they realized through the coaching process that they really didn't want their ex back. So they ended up getting some different results. And I quote, I was uncomfortable about dating because I went through a breakup. This program helped me be secure and feel comfortable enough to socialize and back my words with actions. So this is a guy who is 24 years old who really pushed himself and his name is Shahil and Shahil, I'm very proud of you. He did a great job working in this program and getting results. And that was, I think, only within the first couple of weeks, like we're still working with him. So go to tripadvicecoaching.com if you want to get results like Shahil, okay? That is tripadvicecoaching.com. When you go there, you can book a call and you can chat with my team We can talk to you about how coaching will help you. We can see if it's a good fit for you. I know that every guy we talk to is in different situations. This guy, for example, Shahil was going through a breakup. We have guys who come in who are maybe 50 plus years old. We have guys who come in who are in their 30s. Some guys who are just out of a divorce. Some guys who have never even had sex before, virgins. So all these different situations we can work with, but we want to make you feel comfortable that we know what we're doing. And we also, of course, want to feel comfortable helping you. So that's what this free call is all about, just to chat with you and, and see how we can we can help you. So go to tripadvicecoaching.com and we'll see how we can get you to the point where you're having lots of conversations, conversations excuse me, with women, where then you can use the material that we're going over today. Okay. So how are we going to do this? How are we going to sustain these long conversations? One of my first tips is this, and and there's two different versions of this tip, and I like one of them better and I'll explain in a bit why, but okay. So the tip is we are either going to grab a book 
or we are going to go online and you can go to Google, wherever search engine type in, you know, random word generator. There's websites where it will generate a random word for you. Okay. So what are we doing with this? Why are we using random word generators? Why are we using books? Because these are going to be ways where we can get random words. So if you have a book, what we'll have you do is flip to any page, point to a word, and that word is going to be your word. Or you go to random word generator, you generate a word, that's going to be your word. And you need to talk about it as long as possible. As long as possible. Okay. Even if it's a, if it's a difficult word, try your best. If you point to a word in the book and it says like the, you know, just keep reading until you get to like a noun or a verb, something, try not to skip over any words. I don't want you to get the book and you're taking 30 seconds to find a word. The idea is for it to be hard where you can find a word that maybe is not even necessarily a normal word that you talk about. Good. It should be challenging for you because then we're going to take the word from these two ideas here, right? Either from a book or a random word generator. We're going to talk about it as long as we can because we're going to practice being able to use conversation and tangents based off of words that the woman might say, but in this case, the woman's not saying it. It's just a word that's coming at you from the book or the random word generator. And then we're going to talk about this for as long as you can. And we're going to practice this every day. And we're going to try and beat your score of how long you can talk about a topic. Okay, so if you pick a word, I want you to try and talk about that for as long as you can. And you're going to cringe, by the way. And by the way, I'm going to do this in just a bit. I'm going to show you what it's like. And I'm probably going to cringe too because it's going to be weird. You're going to talk about something. It's going to be sort of random and, and, and you're, you're improving basically. That's what's happening here is you're using improvisational skills to be able to just talk about something. And don't judge yourself for this. It does not need to be funny. It does not need to be that interesting of course, if you do take it to that level, fantastic, you can do that. But the idea is, how can we train ourselves to be able to talk about anything, even if it's something that you don't know about, even if it's something that's not super interesting? How can we get your mouth moving, your vocal cords vibrating, and words coming out of your mouth? You know, I remember... It was a long time ago. I was just becoming a dating coach. I was, I was just starting, but I would still go to different meetups that were being held in Los Angeles because at that time there was a lot of meetups happening where guys were getting together, learning stuff. And, and I remember I was telling one of the guys there who has been in, you know, in this game for a while, learning this stuff. I said, yeah, I'm becoming a dating coach. I'm going to start to help guys. And he said, you know what I would do? you know what I would do if I became a dating coach today? Like what, the, like the biggest thing that I would work on with guys. And I said, I'm, I'm curious, what, what is it? He goes, you know what I would do the first day? Because I told him I'd take guys out on the weekends. And he said, the first day I would just have them talk all day long. That's it. I would just have them talk to me, talk to girls all day long, just nonstop talking. That's all I would have them do. And I said to him, listen, I agree. That's great. I didn't necessarily go that route when I was coaching guys, but it was a similar route, but he made a good point. And I never forgot that because that really is one of the best things you could do. A lot of guys are judging themselves so hard, which brings me to really one of my next tips here, but we'll come back to this first tip in a bit is to stop judging yourself for what you say. And I want to tie in that concept into the first concept, because a lot of guys will just, they won't talk. They won't say enough. They'll hold themselves back. They'll choke on their words because they don't want to make any mistakes. And what I'm telling you here on today's episode is for you to make mistakes. This is not the, the you know, guys, guys make it out to be when they're going to talk to girls on dates or approaches, they make it out to be like, this is like the world series of talking to girls, meaning that they have to absolutely nail it with this situation or else it's going to be a disaster. 
as if they don't have any other opportunities. And that's another thing that you need to be understanding in terms of mindsets here is that there is going to be so many women you could talk to. And don't give me that nonsense of, no, but Trip, I'm looking at this girl. I really like this girl. Trip, you don't understand. I live in a small city. I have to, I have to nail it. All those are excuses and none of that is, is really going to help you here. There's always going to be another opportunity. I mean, think about it, right? You're only going to be sleeping with so many women in your life. You're only going to be getting married to so many women. The amount of, of women you're getting, the results you're looking for is a low number. And I'm not saying that in a, in a bad way or a negative way, but I'm saying that, and I've said this before, to introduce you to the idea that there's going to be so many opportunities. It's not like the next girl you talk to is going to be the one that you're going to necessarily sleep with or get in a relationship with. So why are you trying to save that? It's like we do this thing, we save it. A lot of guys too, a little tangent here, a lot of guys too, they won't start online dating until they have the best pictures or they have all the time in the world. And I know that I talk to you guys about that a lot, like get good pictures and, and you know, you make sure that you're swiping an hour a day and all that good stuff. But the better thing you could do is just create the habit. Like I'm saying here, like create the habit. So even if you have shitty pictures, just get online, start doing it. And guys will be like, no, I don't want to do it yet. Cause I want to like save it as if they think they're just going to go through all these women and go through their whole city. No, don't save it. Get into the habit. Same thing here. Don't save like the best conversation or until your skills are really good for the next girl you want to talk to. Just go and talk to the woman. Stop judging yourself and get the numbers under your belt. It's like everything else. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger says, get those reps in. Life is about reps and sets. Like Michael Jordan has taken more shots, I think, than anyone in the NBA. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but I know he's taken a lot of shots and he's missed a lot of shots because that's what you have to do in order to succeed. Everything in life, guys, everything in life is volume. It's interesting. I I grew up on, on you know, movies and I got really obsessed with like Quentin Tarantino when I was really young. I actually saw Pulp Fiction in the theaters when I was like nine years old. My dad didn't know what it was about. And halfway through, he's like, oh my God, what did I do? Uh, it turns out everything was fine. If you've ever seen Pulp Fiction, you know that for a nine-year-old boy, 10-year-old boy, that's not really appropriate. I turned into a normal person. Everything is normal with me. But you know what ended up happening? I loved the movie so much. It was so different than any movie I ever saw. I become obsessed with, with film and cinema and even Quentin Tarantino's movies. I'm still a fan to this day. You're probably wondering, where the hell is this going? This is a crazy tangent. But, oh, you know, I grew up on uh, filmmakers, auteurs like uh, Stanley Kubrick and, and Wes Anderson and Quentin Tarantino, these guys who you look at them and you go, well, those guys didn't do volume. They do these great movies. They only do so many and they're all just great. And it's funny because as that, as that occurred, that's what my mindset was all about. It's like, no, everything needs to be kind of with film. At least everything needs, needs to be the best. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that mindset, but that's the exception to the rule. I remember coming into then media, right? I create a lot of podcasts. I create a lot of YouTube videos. I have like almost 2000 YouTube videos. This is like episode 798 of podcasts. And it was hard for me to kind of come into this world. Like where now you see TikTok and it's very raw and, and people put out four TikToks a day and it's crazy. And I had to like unlearn all the things I thought were the thing that you need to do, which is no, you need to make like, you know, one thing every like year and make it the best you can do. And I was like coming into this idea of like, well, it's different for, it's different for me now because I'm, I'm, you know, promoting dating, dating coaching and things like that. So I have to put out a lot, a lot, a lot. It was very uncomfortable for me to do coming from this world of, of thinking, no, no, things have to be like perfect and, and have to be at its absolute best. So unlearning that now I realize that's the exception. I'm not saying you shouldn't go for perfection and work on things and, and make art the best you can be. 
But I am saying that with something like this and a skill set you're trying to learn, we can't go for perfection. We need to get volume. Volume is so important. And there's a lot of other filmmakers out there, by the way, who do have a lot of volume. I would even say one of the best, now that I look at it, one of the best filmmakers out there is Martin Scorsese. This man is, is prolific. He has a lot of movies and most of them are amazing. Some of them didn't do like as good as others. But most people who have been super successful in life have a lot of failures and have tried a lot of times. And I'm encouraging you on this episode to be that person with conversation with girls. So back to the first tip, right? Grabbing a book, going to a random word generator. So what I'm going to do is the only book on my desk right now is Magnetic. I'm, I'm grabbing it right now. Magnetic is my book that I wrote and it's called Magnetic, Cultivate Confidence, Become Rejection Proof, and Naturally Attract the Women You Desire. You can grab that over on Amazon. There's a link in the show notes if you want to grab it. But let's let's do it. I know it's funny because it seems like easy. Like, oh, well, Trip, you're going to just <laughs> go through your book, the thing that you wrote, so you know. But you never know. Let's just see. I'm going to do it. I'm going to flip and point. Okay, change change. Let's talk about that. So change. I think that change is one of the hardest things that any person can do. Change is, is really hard. I think that we get stuck in our ways and that puts us in our comfort zone. It doesn't allow us to grow. In fact, just recently I was watching a, uh, I believe it was a, a YouTube short or a TikTok or, or someone said that in order for you to release more dopamine, you have to continuously do things that are hard and you always have to be moving towards getting out of your comfort zone. And the second you become comfortable, then it's going to plateau. And it's interesting because now that I think about that, that making those changes, it's really all related to self-esteem because with self-esteem, in order to grow your self-esteem, you need to be accomplishing more things. So where do you accomplish more things outside of your comfort zone? All right, we'll stop there. Uh, that was my little rant on change. I'll be honest, that was pretty easy for me because change is a word that I do talk about a lot. So you know what? Let's do it on the random word generator for me because that's going to be a lot harder. So I'm typing in random generator word into Google. The first thing that popped up is random word generator. I will generate random words now, Mark. Okay, so Mark, I remember I had a friend named Mark and he introduced me to a lot of great bands back in about 2012. And I'm kind of sad because I don't really talk to him anymore. Not because we're not, uh, we, we became not friends with each other, but because he was a, he was dating a girl who was friends with my girlfriend at the time. So we ended up, just kind of growing apart. But every time I saw him, I would uh, really love talking about music with him. He wrote music and, and I was really a fan. He wrote some really great, great stuff. And I'd always be like, dude, play that one song for me. Mark is a great guy. All right. So that was my Mark story. As you can see, I can continue to do this. Uh, it wasn't even that smooth. You know, uh, Mark, I had to sit there and think about it a second. I was like, Mark, Mark. Okay. Whatever you can do guys. The idea is Sit there and talk about it for as long as you can. Time yourself. You can even uh, use Google or your phone and just type in timer. And you can time yourself and do a stopwatch. So see how long you can talk about the thing. So that was an example of, of how it works. Try it. See what happens. All right, let's go to the next tip in terms of how to sustain long conversations with girls. You can do tip one. Number uh, two is active listening. So active listening. So think about it, right? I'm telling you in order to talk about something, you need something to talk about. In order to do that, we're pointing to books and random pages. We're going to random word generators. Well, now you can actually get the data from the woman that you're talking to. In order to do that, you need to actively listen. Active listening is also a skill that you need to practice. This, you know, it's so interesting as I, as I talk about this. It is all pretty simple in theory, but the reason why it's so hard for you and, and it was for me for many years is because it's not as simple as just talking and talking on tangents. You're talking to a woman who you're attracted to. So there's a lot of, 
There's a lot of emotions flowing there and a lot of excitement and a lot of adrenaline and all these emotions and adrenaline. It's all getting in your way and clouding your thinking, which is making it really hard to do active listening. And it's really hard to continue a conversation because you're trying not to screw up and you don't want embarrassment and you're preventing all these other emotions from coming in. So yeah, it's all a little bit of a skill. Really, the reason, other reason why I'm giving you the volume game, especially with active listening, is because as you continue this, you're going to callous yourself, meaning you're going to toughen up and it's going to be easier for you. You're just going to care less. You're going to care less about making mistakes. So anyway, back to active listening. This is a skill set in which we listen to the woman. A lot of guys end up more inside of their head, thinking about what to say next. That's the harder route. If you want to make this easier on yourself, listen to what she's saying so you can extract and grab words from what she's saying. And boom, guess what those words are? Those are the random words that you're generating from her. Those are the random words you're pointing to in a book, which I now I'm just realizing earlier I said I had one that I liked better in terms of which one to do, grabbing a book, a random word generator. Honestly, I like the book one. I think the book one's a little bit more hard. I think it's a little bit more fun. So anyways, I would say do that if you can. Otherwise, random word generator is just fine. So anyway, we want to listen. We want to listen to what they're saying. We want to use that material. And if any of this is confusing, like how am I going to do this? You just got to throw yourself out there. You have to be talking to women and then you will see what it's like. You will see what it's like when you're doing the active listening You will see what it's like to extract a word. You'll get it. You'll get it. You can practice it. You can practice also with our coaches. So if you end up joining the accelerator program, you can get some practice in. You could also do it with your friends. If you have any guys that are also trying to do it with, I know a lot of guys don't have friends that maybe are into personal development or necessarily want to do that kind of thing. So if you're not working with a coach, you're not working and doing it with a friend and you've already done the random word generator on your own. The next step is to go out there and start talking to women about literally anything. And then by by the way, this is going to help you with openers too. I've noticed that once you get good about just talking to women about anything and, and just chatting up a storm and practicing, putting yourself out there, even if you're introverted or shy, like getting past all that, Openers become easy because you see a woman and you just start talking to her about whatever it is that you want to talk about or you want to, you're commenting on something that's going on. You've trained yourself to think quick. And that is really the big lesson of today is I want to train you to think faster. What's another way you could do this? Improv class, improv class. Go to your search engine, type in improv class, and then your city, and you will find that there are classes that you can take. Some cities, they even go all out and they have improv classes that some people have joined that are now on Saturday Night Live and have gone on to be big comedians and actors. Like if you live in Chicago, Second City, or Los Angeles, or New York, but you'd be surprised there are still in other smaller cities they have improv classes. It's not the end of the world if you live in a city where it's not there, but if you are living in a city where that is something you can do, then I highly recommend that you do it. I highly recommend that you do it because it's going to train you even faster to get better at coming up with things on the spot. And that is going to take in the skill of active listening and talking and even getting to the point where you can make it fun and clever and make it very interesting. And that's all, again, about active listening, training, and getting into things faster. Because that's what improv is. It's listening to the person, hearing what they're saying, and then doing what's called an improv, yes and, which is a technique. So yes and is a technique, if you haven't heard of it, where when someone says something, you don't shut it down. You need to cre- you need to continue the story. So if you're doing a fake improv scene where someone's like, oh, Wow. Look at those aliens over there. They're huge. You don't want to say, you know, something. I've never done an improv class. So uh, you're probably thinking, well, Tripp, you've ever done an improv class. Why are you you recommending something you haven't done? I just, 
I never thought about it in the past. I never thought to do that as a tip. So I ended up doing it the even harder way where I just went out and talked to as many women as possible to the point where I just didn't need that. But anyway, the yes and version of that would be, whoa, aliens, those things are huge. I can't believe it. And now they're carrying sandwiches. What are, the, what are those sandwiches that they're carrying? So that's yes and because you're building on top of the story. You're not shutting it down. You know, the opposite would be like, oh, but the aliens ran away and, and now look at us. We have this car. It's like, uh, that wasn't really continuing the story. You want to continue the story. Yes. And so you're saying yes to what the other person's saying. And then what? And then what with whatever is on the table and what you guys are talking about? That's the yes and technique that I'm teaching you to my best ability without ever having taken an actual improv class. But let me say, if I thought about doing that in the past or, or someone gave me that tip, I absolutely would have done it because it would have, uh, it would have worked. It would have been, it would have been good for me. What I did was I just went out and I just talked to women. I just conquered my approach anxiety, talked to a bunch of women, utilized the concept of volume to then push myself and then just get as many conversations as I can. And using that to practice improvisational skills, thinking quick, moving quick, and getting in the conversations so I can practice as much as I could. And then I worked on the judgment aspect. I just want to come back to that tip because I want to dive into that a little bit more. Or stop judging yourself. Because that is what we do. That is what we do. We don't let ourselves flow. So as I learn this thing, and what you'll learn in improv class, I'm sure too, is to not judge. You just need to move forward and see what happens. And get curious and get excited. Let's see what happens in this conversation. Let's see where we end up pushing it. Let's see what conversations come up. Let's see if this woman, you know, you know, you can even, if you can really take it to the next level, to the point where you really just don't give a shit, you can start thinking like, yeah, let's see if this girl just completely rejects me. If I come up with the silliest things to say, and she's just like, what is this guy talking about? And completely runs away. Like, let that happen. Let it be fun for you. Let this whole process be fun for you. So leading to my, my next tip here is practice makes perfect. Lots of conversations, tons of conversations. Talk to everyone and anyone. See what happens. Talk to your friends more. Call your family. Every day you should be getting into at least a five-minute conversation. I know that's a lot tougher for us because a lot of us now work from home. We're texting more. We're DMing more. But even do it, even if it's a FaceTime or a Zoom call, just have more or a phone call, a normal phone call, you know, just have more conversations with people. If you can't do it, then get out of your house, have conversation with the stranger, have conversation with, with the person at 7-Eleven, have a conversation with a person who's taking your order at Starbucks. What could you say to make conversation go, even if it's for 30 seconds and you don't have that much time, or maybe even the best, make time for yourself to go out and approach women and talk to women and screw up and make the mistakes. And I promise you, if you combine that and all the other tips I gave you here, it's going to help with sustaining long conversations with women. I do have something for you also that you might like. If you haven't gotten Chick Crack, which is my free video that you can learn the topics of conversation that women love, you can get that. It's free. Tripadvice.com slash chick dash crack. Go to the show notes. Go ahead and grab that. But if you can learn those topics of conversation, it can even help you. It's like a little hack where if you're just running out of things to say, you can use those topics of conversation, bring them up, and then boom, you're off and running. So you will be lethal. Take all the advice here. Get chick crack. You will be lethal. And of course, if you end up joining us in the accelerator program, you'll be more than lethal. I don't know what more than lethal is. I guess lethal means deadly, but you'll become masterful at this. So don't be afraid to get some help. I do want to answer some questions. There's been a lot of questions coming in here in the podcast, and I really want to help as many guys out as possible. So I'm going to get through 
a bunch here today. I know it makes it sounds funny, like get through them. Like I don't want to do them. No, trust me. I love doing these. Uh, it's one of my favorite parts of, of the podcast is being able to talk to you guys and, and hear your questions. You can always email in to me, trip at tripadvice.com, put in the subject podcast question, and there I'll be able to answer your podcast questions. So that, I'll get into that in just a second. Just to summarize here, put a little pin or an end mark in sustaining long conversations with girls. I hope you took some notes. Just remember that life is survival of the fittest. So the ones that are able to do the hard things, I should say in this case, the people that are able to do the hard things will survive and replicate. If you are not pushing yourself, doing the hard things, getting out of your comfort zone, then you will not, you will not sleep with women. You will not replicate. You might survive, but you're not going to pass on your genes. And I'm not sitting here and trying to be negative or scare you, but I will hope this encourages you because I know you could do it. Any man can do it. There's a, there's a famous saying, what one man can do, another man can do. So let's chat with our people who have been listening, who have been asking questions. This one's from Robert. And bear with me, this uh, isn't written the best. I actually, you didn't hear it, but I started reading it and had to re-record because I wasn't reading it properly. So let me try again. 49-year-old virgin. I really think that is preventing me from putting more effort into dating. I'm okay with being rejected if I ask somebody out because it's part of the game. But seeing how I grow attached to a woman that shows the slightest bit of interest in me, if I actually slept with someone and was rejected after the fact because my inexperience came through, or if she just ended it for whatever reason, it would be tough for me to handle as I have dealt with depression and anxiety for many years. I'm aware of the scarcity mindset, but at this stage, I'm looking for quality, not quantity. I also wonder if I have low testosterone or libido. No matter how many YouTube videos I watch about it, about how to pleasure a woman, it doesn't beat the real thing and you can't just go and practice it. How do I get over my anxiety to fully embrace my dating slash sexual self, Robert? Robert, I do say this to some guys who ask questions where I, I, I'm, I'm thinking in this case, it's not just dating advice that's going to help you. I believe, and I'm, I have advice for you. I have some things to say, but I would definitely compliment my advice with some therapy. Okay. And don't be like, oh man, Trip just gave the therapy bomb. I'm really fucked up. I'm really a messed up person. Um, no, you're not. You're not. We all need it to some degree. In fact, probably most of the people who ask questions and who listen to the podcast might need it, but I'm just going to specifically recommend it to people if they say something like yourself, where it seems you have maybe higher anxiety. You definitely are outcome dependent and and that outcome dependence is is really preventing you from from making moves. You know, you're saying here that because you haven't had sex with a woman, you're afraid that if you get attached to her, that was one of the key words here. I'll go into that in a bit, but that if you become too attached to her, it's going to cause more anxiety and depression that you already have. So I can't fix that for you. Working through therapy potentially can. I'm not saying that therapy is the end all be all for all that, but it has been known to help people. It has been known to be something that could be helpful for someone who has dealt with some of those things over the years. So it's possible that my advice might not take you there because you have some underlying larger factors that are, that are going to be a hard hurdle to get over because my advice to you is that you can't look at this as quality and quantity. It really ties in very nicely to today's episode where I'm talking about volume. You said at this stage, I'm looking for quality, not quantity. You're going to need quantity. You're going to need to get more dates. You might want to sleep with some women more than one. You are putting women a little bit on a pedestal where you're going to have to, you're almost creating a space for yourself where it's like the next person I meet has to be this person that I really 
stay with for a long time or she's someone who I really like. And, and if I don't have that, it's going to be a disaster for me. Like you're already saying it. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It will be a disaster for you if you end up sleeping with the girl and she rejects you. That will probably happen anyway, no matter who you are. I've had it. Guys have had it. Many guys have had it. I look to more CBT. I'm not a therapist, but I, I read stuff on, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy. And what's taught inside of that is one technique called systematic desensitization, where we desensitize ourselves to the thing that we're afraid of or we don't want. And in this case, it would be you talking to more women, getting a lot of dates and, and moving forward. I think that the reason why you are a 49 year old virgin is because you haven't given yourself the volume. You've been, yeah, you've been too scared. Obviously, I'm not saying anything you don't know. You know, your question here is how do I get over my anxiety to fully embrace my dating slash sexual self? My answer is volume. And of course, working on your self-esteem issues, which it looks like I could potentially help you with. My team and coaching team could potentially help you with, but I'd also recommend that you, like I said earlier, complement that with therapy to see what's going on. It's possible that your depression and anxiety are coming from a deeper wound, a deeper wound that's happened in your childhood. I could be wrong. I don't know. That is what the therapy would help you see. And sometimes one of the reasons why therapy can be really helpful is because it helps us recognize our patterns and where they come from. It gets us to understand ourselves better. And through that, we can start to heal and take action and make moves. That's my interpretation of why I think therapy is helpful. There might be even more reasons. There definitely are other reasons that I'm not even saying here. So that would be my advice for you is a little mixture of both. Look to some therapists, but put yourself out there more. Your mindset of Quote, at this stage, I'm not looking for quality. I'm looking for quality, not quantity. End quote. That is not helping you. And it hasn't helped you up until this point. So, Robert, I hope that helps. Thank you for writing in. And if you want to get coaching, of course, go to tripadvicecoaching.com and we can help you with getting that volume in and helping with your mindset. All right. This is from Anonymous. Hey, Trip, I've been listening to your podcast for a few months and it has really helped me out. My dating life has been way more action packed than it was before. My question is, when going out and drinking with friends on Thanksgiving Eve, I met this girl. I really hit it off with who I really hit it off with, but I got super drunk and blacked out. I remember kissing her and having fun, but after that, I have no idea what I said slash did. I woke up and saw I got her number at some point. Is it still worth reaching out and trying to hang out with her again, or should I let go considering I probably acted like a jackass? Would really like to hear your input on this because similar things have happened to me have happened to me in the past, and I always just never texted them, and I feel I'm letting opportunities slip by. Please keep me anonymous. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Well, some obvious advice, getting drunk and blacked out. If you're continuously doing this, I would look to see why you keep doing that. Because here's the thing, man. It's interesting. When people get drunk, my theory is the real version of who they could be comes out. So what happens? I mean, of course, we can go to the far end of things like you make a fool of yourself and you do something stupid, but you become a little bit, a little bit more charismatic, don't you? We get a little bit more fearless, don't we? So that means that it's inside of us. The alcohol just opens up that can of worms and let us do that. Of course, to a degree sometimes that we could regret. But it proves, in my opinion, that we do have the ability to be the more fearless, maybe more charismatic, more open kind of person. So that's working for you, Anonymous. So why don't we try to extract that without using alcohol as the catalyst? I would really like to see that for you. That would be one of my best pieces of advice. Now, along with this uh, volume, 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 we come back to the topic here, right? Volume, volume, volume. So if you're going by the mindset of volume, of course, you should reach out to them. The reason why you're not reaching out to them is because you are trying to risk rejection 
that is not the world I want you or anyone else to live in. Especially you and Robert, who just asked that previous question. That's not the route. No, we should be living in a world in which we try things, we reach out to people, we start conversations, even if we're risking embarrassment. Because guys, the real risk is not getting rejected or getting embarrassed. The risk that you're playing in the, the game that you're playing of not reaching out to her or not playing the volume game, that's the risky move. Because then you're risking what? Time. You're risking time. You're risking the wasting of time. Because Maybe you didn't say something stupid and that girl was really cool. And then you go on a date with her and who knows, you'll learn a bunch of lessons about her, uh, about dating her and about you. And then who knows, maybe she becomes your girlfriend. I don't know. We don't know. You want to risk that not being a possibility by what? Trying to risk not being embarrassed? Weigh out those options, Anonymous. Think about that as a mindset. So those are, those are my thoughts. Let's keep moving to Jay. He says, if you are out with the woman, you get up to do something and you come back and another man is talking to her. What is the best way to handle this? What does a woman want to see? I wish I had more context here. If you were out with a woman. So I'm guessing it's a date. Okay. So I'll make that clear. It's a date. Um, I would go in there. So what I would do is This is, it's a little bit of a balance. We don't want to go too alpha. Hey, dude, get the fuck out of here, da, da, da. Because that actually is not attractive. That shows a weakness. That shows that you're in fear and you can't handle your emotions. Women aren't attracted to guys who get super angry. They're just not. Now, if you do the other route, so the other end of the spectrum, maybe you're just letting it kind of slide by and you're just sitting there patiently waiting for them to finish their conversation. That's beta. That's simp. You don't want to do that either. So what should you do? You should go up and as they're talking, come in and introduce yourself and be really nice. So it's a way of being nice, but you're interjecting. So it's like this perfect combination of being not simpy, but just right, just enough alpha where you're like, Hey, what's going on? Like, cause you don't know, maybe you, maybe they, they know each other. Maybe that's a friend. You just don't know. Maybe it's not either way. You're going there to find out she's on a date with you. Think about it this way. What would you do if you were out with an actual friend? What would you do if you're out with an actual friend and it wasn't a date? What would you do? You would just go up and you'd make yourself known. You'd introduce yourself. Now, it comes to a point where it depends what happens after this. If you're talking to them and he's hitting on her and she's liking it, well, then we have a red flag because that's very rude for a woman to be accepting flirtation from another man who's when she's on a date with you. And I would finish the date and probably be done. But I would hope that she doesn't want to continue the conversation because she's on a date with you. So you have to see what happens. Of course, it's it's kind of tough to tell you exactly what to do. There's so many variations of what can happen, but you interject yourself, you talk for a little bit, and then you should just be maneuvering conversation back to you. I don't know. Maybe the guy is gay. You don't know. Maybe the guy is just a guy who's making conversation and having fun. Maybe he's not hitting on her. You don't know. So find out, see how you can make conversation come back to you two. And uh, this is a, a good way of seeing if this girl's worth something. All right, let's keep going. Good questions today. This one is anonymous. Hi, Trip. I'm from Salt Lake City. I've been listening to your podcast. I really like it. I'm a senior software engineer on a premium membership on Hinge. Bumble and Tinder to get volume, as you usually say. How funny. Yes, that is um, what I'm saying today. He continues, one of the initial questions girls ask me is how long I've been on these apps and how it is working for me. 
That's such a lame question. That's funny. He says, now I have been able to get a lot of matches after I spend at least an hour on these apps, but I haven't been able to get any dates and one person canceled at the last minute. So I tell them I have used the app since June, but haven't found the person I like. After answering this question, I get ghosted. I find this question a double-edged sword. No matter how I answer it, it's hard to work in my favor. What's your advice on answering this question? Sincerely. Okay. Here's what you're going to do. You're, you're going to be vague. You're going to be vague and you're mo- going to move conversation elsewhere. So it's kind of a shit test too. So th- there's a couple ways you could do this. Although she's not consciously testing you, I think she just doesn't know what else to say. But if, she, if they're asking you, how's it going? You know, what I would do honestly is, is just say it's going awesome and you're, you're meeting a lot of interesting people. Or you can even do less than that. Oh, it's going great. And then don't say, how's it going for you? You should move forward with another question that's interesting that moves off the topic because who wants to talk about that? It's a lame question. Like, how, how's it going? I'll tell you how it's going for everybody. Not that it's not really, it's going no, nowhere yet. <laughs> that's the neutral answer, right? It's like, how's it going? I don't know. I'm still here. I'm still on the app. <laughs> I'm still here dating. So just doing the process, right? Um, So yeah, it's a dumb question, but yeah, you might get asked. It's funny that you're getting asked it that much. I didn't realize that. I haven't heard that from anybody. This one was a really good question, but yeah, just kind of ignore it. Yeah, it's going really good. It's going really good. Move on to the next topic, next question. That's it. That's my advice. I think there's really no more to uh, to say with this one. Hope that helps. Use that. Um, I will say, though, I'm a little bummed that you're not getting a lot of dates yet. It looks like you're getting a lot of matches. Uh, my guess is you're doing something. Yeah, you're probably doing something wrong in the messaging sequences. You might be messaging with women too much. You're not moving to text enough. You're not getting enough actual numbers that are moving to date. So something is wrong there. Um, I wish I can comment on it. I don't know exactly what's going on. Highly consider getting, you know, some coachings where we can help you. Now uh, you can also get my online domination program that can help you too. I'll put that in the show notes as well. All right, let's do one more. This one is from either Johan or pronounced Johan. Hey, Trip, I met someone last summer. The connection was amazing. However, she left the country for six months after a recent breakup. Since then, we haven't spoken. I've been following your advice on engaging with women, but now face a dilemma. She's returning in about two months. Should I reach out or wait for a potential meeting at a mutual friend's summer party where we first, where we meet at first? I'm not deeply involved with other women as none pique my interest. I'm super athletic and it's rare to meet someone as active as me. I'm still refining my approach, but navigating this relationship puzzle remains a mystery. How do I reach out to her when she's back, especially if it's just for casual fun? I prefer that to mundane relationships that seem to be the norm. Thanks a lot for your great work, teaching us guys the right way it feels. Sincerely, Johan. Whoa, there's a lot here. Um, All right, so... There was a connection. I see. So you kind of had a situation ship and then she left the country for six months. Since then, we haven't spoken. I'm, I'm confused on where this even went with this woman. So she had a breakup. So you had a connection with the woman. Was she in the middle of a relationship at that point? I'm not really, I'm just not really big on guys returning to girls they previously had a, a connection with. You can, if you want to, um, I, you can just reach out. Guys, proactive, proactiveness with volume goes being proactive. So don't wait. Stop waiting. Life is now. If you really want to meet up with her, I guess you can. I don't love it, but just be proactive, meet up with her and see what happens. What I'm more concerned about is that you're, it's rare to meet someone as active as you. I really appreciate that you want that. And I appreciate that that's your non-negotiable. Okay. I appreciate that. Because you know what you want, you know what you're looking for. However, we got to be careful. We have to refine our non-negotiables. 
Because if your non-negotiable, you're finding is making it so your so your pool is too small. You're not really doing you're not doing justice to to your goal. So I'm not saying that you should settle, but you might want to loosen up. Like, okay, if you're super athletic, yeah, finding a woman who's very super athletic, that's a small pool. So I challenge you in thinking, are you really not going to be okay with a woman who's even semi-athletic, a woman who's still active? I argue that you would be fine with that woman. So if you're saying here that you're refining your approach, I would refine the kind of women that you're trying to meet up with in order to get more opportunities, hence more volume. So for this woman, reach out to her, see what happens. And uh, you said, I prefer that. I prefer that to any mundane relationships that seem to be the norm. So I don't know. I think you're not really clear. Some parts of me think you are clear. Some parts of me think you're not super clear in what you're looking for. Like if you do you want casual fun or are you looking for a, a monogamous relationship? I mean, listen, if you're looking for casual fun, yeah, reach out to her. Who cares? But also, if you're looking for more of a relationship and you're telling me she left the country for six months, why did she leave? Is she going to leave again? Is that going to be a problem for a future relationship with her? Get all the data, all the intel and see if this woman is even worth reaching out to. And if it is, yeah, just go for it and see what happens. But you don't need to make it super romantic and wait for that perfect moment where the mutual friend has a party, yada, yada. You know, just go for it. And uh, you said she's returning in two months. Keep dating. Don't just wait for her. Guys, be careful with trying to figure out systems for getting that one girl. You're entering a world of scarcity mentality, which we don't want you to be in. Johan, anonymous, anonymous, Jay and Robert, thank you so much for your questions. I have more to answer and I can't wait to get to them and I will get to you as well. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. We'll answer your question. As always, if you need more help, check out the accelerator program. You can learn more at tripadvicecoaching.com. We'll get on a one-on-one call with my team for free. We'll see if we can help you and I'll talk to you on the next episode.